0: You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey, Clancy, you remember how when we used to drive
1: to work, Uh, when we used to what to wear and we
0: would just put on a podcast or a book and learn something passively while doing something else like driving?
1: Is that why people listen to us to learn?
0: I hope not. No, Uh, they should listen to us to laugh, to learn. They should check out Knowable. It's a new app where experts offer audio courses in leadership, business, wellness and
1: more. Okay, well, this sounds perfect for me. Sometimes I have a hard time reading ad copy, much less entire books. Yeah, and
0: knowable courses are perfect for that. With fun, 10-minute daily audio lessons from top thinkers, experts, authors, and weekly live discussions, it's perfect for multitasking.
1: So it's like Spotify for personal development?
0: Yeah, that's a solid elevator pitch.
1: Good job. Comprehensive podcast-style audio courses. What are they about?
0: Well, there's a course on improv that the UCB did and another one on launching a startup with a founder of Reddit, uh, Alexis Sohanian.
1: Oh, so I could learn improv while doing chores?
0: Yes. And you could start doing chores. How dare you? Get hundreds of hours of educational content with Knowable's entire library of courses, all ad free at a special rate of $50 a year for a limited time. But guess what? You can get an extra 20% off for being one of our listeners.
1: Just download the Knowable app and use code NONPLUS for 20% off your subscription and tap into the knowledge of 200 experts at the top of their field ad-free.
0: Again, just download the Knowable app and use code NONPLUS for 20% off your first subscription. I'll think to that. And one for Mahler. Because it goes from kind of like a Norma Ray feel to almost like a, what was that Will Smith movie where he had information and he was being tracked down?
1: Will Smith movie where he has information trying to be tracked down. iRobot?
0: No, it's before that. People are yelling at their podcasts again. (laughs) Yeah, so it goes from kind of like a Norma Ray to Sandra Bullock in the net. Like, Like, let's make that flip, shall we? Nonplussed a gay rom through the Disney Plus vault. That over there is my husband, Clancy. Oh, over there is my
1: husband, Josh.
0: And this is Nonplussed, a mischief media podcast. Hi, honey.
1: Hi, Josh. How you doing? I'm super good. I'm
0: super good too i know it's late and i'm caffeinated well i mean we, of course we mentioned we're on the mischief Me- this is a mischief media podcast you heard yeah. the fancy new bug with the one and only jordan edwards yeah announcing that this is the mischief media podcast at the beginning of the show that
1: mischief meet.
0: so we're on uh the mischief media network along with healthy geek academy Uh, The latest episode there is called Fanfic Your Life. Robin is joined with Justine Mastin and Larissa Garski, hosts of the Starship Therapies podcast. Yes. Uh Uh-huh.
1: And uh, also A Story Most Queer is they're starting to work on season three and collecting new queer stories from queer writers.
0: Yes. A season three of A Story Most Queer. That's very exciting. And uh, if you identify as queer and you've got a short story or, you know, something that you'd like to have uh, read by someone, oh, I don't know, like me uh, on A Story Most Queer, then uh, head on over to mischiefmedia.com and uh, get all the details there. But yeah, Healthy Geek Academy, Story Most Queer, Pottercast, Roll Nine and Three Quarters, Us, all that. And more, Mischief Media, enter that in your podcast player of choice. Go to mischiefmedia.com. I mean, Google it, whatever. You yeah. can find us.
1: It's on the internet.
0: It's on the internet.
1: So there's some news. Um, Marvel announced all of the release dates for their upcoming films. They
0: have this gorgeous video that's sort of like celebrating movies as a concept. It's got some Stan Lee VO that made me very misty eyed. Oh yeah. Um, But then at the end of it, it was just like, here's all the movies and all of their dates. So (laughs) black widow has been changed to July 9th, 2021. Shang Chi and the legend of the 10 rings. Um, we, which we recently got a teaser trailer for, coming out september 3rd 2021
1: we've got eternals which has that angelina jolie in it on november 5th in 2021
0: yes uh spider-man no way home is going to close out this year on december 17th 2021
1: very excited for that yes uh i'm really excited for this dr strange in the multiverse of madness or dr strange mom or dr strange mom Mm -hmm. that is march 25th 2022 yep thor love
0: and thunder may 6th 2022
1: Black Panther Wakanda Forever, July 8th, 2022.
0: The Marvels, which is the new title for Captain Marvel 2, November 11th,
1: 2022 on that one. Yep. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is February 17th, 2023. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, May 5th, 2023. And then it ended with Fantastic Four, but no date, but no date. Just the the logo, which I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. We also have the first season of Ironheart, which will be running for six episodes, according to the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah. It's uh we
0: I think we talked about it before. It's gonna be starring Dominic Thorne as mm-hmm. Ironheart. Um, there's no premiere date yet, but we do know that Chanaka Hodge, uh, who did some writing on Apple's Amazing Stories and TNT's Snowpiercer series, mm-hmm. uh, has been tapped as the head writer. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then there's no real source for these, but just kind of related. There's been um filming continuing for both the Hawkeye series and the Ms. Marvel series and like set photos have been like, like people, you know, who pass where sure. they're shooting, they get yeah. pictures. And um Hawkeye's costume is accurate to the comic. Yeah. Like the comic that they're adapting for the series. It's like the t-shirt with the purple arrow on it.
1: Oh. Okay. Um, so it's yeah. like a
0: tactical version of that. But also a very comics accurate Ms. Marvel costume. Awesome. Uh has been seen out in the wild. So like I don't have a source for it. I just saw it on Twitter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get through these real quick, but coming to Disney plus in may um, actually it's already there, but uh, for that uh, came out on may 4th star Wars, the bad batch episode one came out.
0: Yeah. So that got that kicked off. It's a sequel and a spinoff of star Wars, the clone wars. Um, we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it kicked off from May the 4th. Um, and then as of today, May 7th, when you're hearing this, we've got Disney's wander over yonder. Everyone's hero flick a two, which is a horse girl movie. Yep. Uh, Wild hearts can't be broken, which is another horse girl movie. <laughs> And then
1: Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. I am delighted. May 14th, we've got X-Men, The Last Stand. Oh, good. Race to the Center of the Earth. Yep. Uh, and High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, Episode 201. So the they doing a season is two. Starting. Yeah, we yeah. haven't even watched the
0: first one. No, um, we have not. Then, of course, on May 28th, we've got Corella. Very excited about that. Very, very excited. And then Launchpad, which is a new live-action collection of short films that will give voice
1: to new filmmakers from
0: underrepresented backgrounds. Yeah, super cool. That's very exciting.
1: Um, As always, our research comes from uh, Wikipedia, IMDb, and Rotten Tomatoes, Yeah, and we'll link all that in the show notes. Of
0: course. So what are we doing this week,
1: Clancy? This week, we are doing Big Business.
0: Yes! This is a subversively queer film, and I feel like I haven't watched it since uh, well before I came out. There were... Parts of it that sort of like stuck out to me, but yeah, it's not like I could quote this or anything. So this was kind of like watching it fresh for me.
1: Yeah. I had never seen this before. Um, we had seen this on the platform for a while and have yes. been wanting to do this forever because yes. that Midler. And of course, L- Lily, Lily Tomlin. Tomlin. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, so it's, it's really it was really fun to do this one. Yeah, I, uh, I can't wait to get into it. It's kind of a sort of
0: '80s boss bitch take on a comedy of errors. It's pairs of twins and mix-ups and yeah, and and uh, confusion galore. But also some very confusion what, galore is my what, stage name. Of course, was it? Is it Dynasty? It's Dynasty, Dynasty right? Dynasty. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's very. Um, I shall fire you all on the spot, and I, and you're all fired, and you're all fired. I can't figure out what this movie was. I mean, I I know what it was trying to do. It just could have been a lot tighter. It felt like it was trying to be too grounded for what it actually, for what was on the script. Yeah. Lily Tomlin and Bette Midler were both wasted in the context of this film. I feel like
1: a little bit.
0: I mean, we'll get into it. it. It was released June 10th, 1988
1: written by Dory Pearson and Mark Reed Rubel. It was directed by Jim Abrahams. Or Abrams? Abrams? Probably. Probably. He also directed like Airplane. He's that a, guy. And mafia. mafia. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So for the cast, we've mentioned we've got Bette Midler as the Sadie's Shelton and Ratliff and also Lily Tomlin as the Roses Shelton and Ratliff. Yeah. We've got Fred Ward playing
1: Rune D- Dimmick. Yup. Yep michael gross is dr j
0: marshall he's the dad from family ties that's right
1: Yes, we've got edward herman that's playing graham shoeborn share Sherborne Shearborn.
0: barry primus is michelle placido no is that michelle or is it it's, michael it's michelle michelle placido as <laughs> fabio alberici we have seth green a prepubescent it, seth green yes as one of Bette Midler's yeah. characters' sons, Jason yeah. Daniel Garrell or Gerald as Chuck, who is an Englishman but whose accent in this is just weird as fuck. Yeah. Um. John Hancock as Harlan. Deborah Rush as Binky Shelton. Nicholas Coster as Hunt Shelton. J.C. Quinn as Garth Ratliff. Joe Grifasi as the desk clerk. Oh, bless his heart. <laughs> John Vickery as the hotel manager. Mary Gross as Judy. She got her start on SNL back in the eighties. Oh. And she was a big character. act. She was in true Beverly Hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like the mousy woman. Anyway, I, she pops up in some of my favorite eighties movies. All right, let's jump into this thing. Shall we? We shall. In 1948, wealthy businessman, hunt Shelton and his pregnant wife are lost in rural West Virginia. When Mrs. Shelton goes into labor near the town of Jupiter hollow at the local hospital, they are turned away because it is exclusively for employees of hollow Maid the local furniture maker. Mr. Shelton purchases the company on the spot and Mrs. Shelton is then admitted. The Ratliff's, an impoverished couple, arrive moments later with Mrs. Ratliff also in labor. Both women give birth to twin girls and the elderly nurse attending the doctor confuses and mixes up the sets of twins. Mr. Ratliff overhears the Shelton's deciding to
1: name their daughters Rose and Sadie and suggests the same names to his wife. It's wild that she's that they are driving through the countryside when she is nine months pregnant with no plan as to what's going to happen when they have a kid. Maybe it's their first one, but like just seems a little uh, irresponsible. How in God's name could you drag me down here to Yonkville West Virginia when I'm 40 months pregnant?
0: Not that that was my idea.
1: Don't start that again. You agreed.
0: Against my better judgment.
1: Well, you will have your own personal beach house to console you. Uh, most husbands find it unnecessary to bribe their wives to reproduce.
0: That's why I don't do.
1: And, and the first th- person that they come across is Mr. Rat- Ratliff, who is. Yeah, at his farmhouse, surrounded by children. A bunch of stuff is going on. There's geese, kids running everywhere.
0: Yeah, they pull up to ask this guy for directions, and he's taking his time answering. And I, I think the idea is that they're that it's supposed to be comedy like it's trying to be farce but it's not quite there. My wife is having a baby. Where's the nearest hospital?
1: Mine tried down in uh Jean Lou, Lou. How close are we? Uh, oh.
0: I'd say about
1: 40 45 Would miles. Be
0: crazy? There's no time. Well, hollow Hospital hospitals in jupiter hollow it's about three miles but hollow because life is slow here in west virginia (laughs) um and clearly when you're bored you just have sex and children the shelton's drive off heading towards the hospital he mentioned without the explanation that it's essentially a company town and a company hospital and only hollow
1: employees can be treated at this sure but like what about the people there that like because there have to be people that people that work in this town for like infrastructure, like the general store or like at, that are not hollow made employees. And right? they, they have to go to the hospital that's in that's 40 miles away. Yeah, whatever it is. That's just nonsense. That's rural life, Clancy. I, mean, I OK, but like these things don't exist anymore now. Right. Like this is it's very rare to have like a, a company owned clinic. That's, oh, yeah.
0: I don't think that's a, that's a thing at all. But the concept of having to drive 40 miles for medical care that's very real oh for sure for sure In the 21st century which in still the United states
1: anyways he buys the company so that his wife can go into labor
0: yes and they try for this running gag of this apple juice versus p thing which is a very 80s kind of joke i yeah. can think of at least one other movie maybe two did problem child do that I feel like one of the problem childs they played that sort of like is it apple juice or p joke and then there's a movie with um fred savage and um the guy who used to put gloves on his head what is his name howie mandel called little monsters where they do that too it's pee and apple juice sure but
1: like who drinks out of beakers like that was a beaker fair and then they also use so do they wash them and then also let people pee in them well no i think i think that's part of setting
0: up that she's a a ditzy old woman because she goes in there and clearly (laughs) tried to give that the patient in that room some pee that's gratitude my point is, is what's so fucking funny about mixing up apple juice with pee? I don't know. This movie was uh, presumably aimed at people our age in
1: 1988. Yeah. Who is that joke for? And also like the mixing up of the babies and it just becoming very farcical just right out of the gate, like well, it, it's which just- I'm
0: fine with I, the whole, you know, you would expect kind of high energy farce. You know, it's, it's a, it's a a mistaken identity is one of the oldest comedy tropes in the book. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I think you're right about it
1: being too grounded and it, it not going as far as they do and say airplane, like airplane is very much the autopilot is an inflatable doll or whatever. Like they're not playing it off like that. Like
0: it's taking itself too from the guy who made airplane and mafia. It's taking itself too seriously. It feels like an outside influence said, no, no tone it down a bit.
1: But I don't know who that outside influence is. Yeah. So it, it it's doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah. Seriously. And this, this mother, uh, Mrs. Shelton. Yes. The redhead, mm-hmm. her children presumably are the pair of middlers. Yes. The, 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 the Sadie's right. The pair yeah. of Sadie's
1: and the roses are,
0: yes. Are the, are the hillbillies, the Hicks yeah. that have to come in with the mom in the back of the truck. <laughs>
1: the way that she had those babies oh go ahead and push oh here it is
0: again like these this is her seventh and eighth children oh, no. at this point for her it's just like oh this a hot again dog down a hallway oh my god
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm. I like that lamp. that nuisance last time
0: yeah One more push
1: mm. it's our girl because of both uh, births happening at the same time, they've got four babies coming out. They're throwing them into cribs haphazardly. The same detailed
0: woman. Yeah. If she can confuse apple juice and pee, clearly she's she going to confuse look, babies. Infa- newborn infants do all look exactly alike, but also, yeah. damn, <laughs> I think because it doesn't feel wackier, I'm just... I, I, uh, I don't know if it's that I don't
1: care or I don't buy it. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. And I think that's. It's fine. It, it is. It's fine. It's it's definitely serviceable. There were definitely parts where I was laughing. There were definitely parts where I felt like it was good. But, but and it all could have been tightened up. Everything yes. about it could have been tightened yes, up. And yes, I think yes, that's yes, part
0: yes. of the problem and the way the reason that this isn't really punch as a comedy as much as because it's drawn out yeah they took way too much time establishing the reality of both sets of mismatched twins i think honestly
1: is i think they were afraid and this is probably uh, what was going on in the filmmaker's mind is that it was hard to differentiate The, the
0: actresses did fine i think that country sadie country bet just needed to be a bigger version of that yeah. And even uh, Country Rose, she, she just big QAnon vibes the whole time. Like, I feel like that woman today is a big Q believer. <laughs> Looking for microphones everywhere. But we're, we're really, so like, yes, the, the twins get mixed up, yada, yada. We'll just get to the next bit and move yeah. on. 40 years later, the Shelton sisters are now co chairwomen of Mora Max in New York City, a conglomerate that is the successor to their father's business interests. Sadie Shelton is focused on her career to the detriment of her family, while Rose Shelton wishes for a simpler life in the country. As part of her business plan, Sadie plans to sell Hollow Maid, but must get stockholders' approval to proceed. In Jupiter Hollow, Rose Ratliff has risen to the position of forewoman at the Hollow Maid factory and is also very career-driven. Meanwhile, Sadie Ratliff has always felt misplaced in rural life and wishes for a more sophisticated life in a big city. Rose discovers Moramax's plans to sell Hollow Maid and makes plans to travel to New York City to stop the sale. Wanting to see the city, Sadie agrees to join her sister.
1: What I will say is that I love Lily and Bette in these roles. Like, Absolutely. They, they, they are chewing the scenery up all around them. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just the dynamic between them is I think where I have the most issue.
0: This movie has a very strong nature over nurture vibe. A little
1: bit. Yeah. Um,
0: because, you know, the, the sisters in both groups always seem to have clashed, which yeah. is indicating that her materialistic fucking bitch of a mom who had to be bribed into having children is, <laughs> is right. <laughs> yeah. Like it's implying that the, these traits are genetic. So I think that that friction between the sisters is meant to help sell that idea. Yeah. Yeah but the only people with energy are the ones actively speaking. It's like the energy is all, I don't know. It's like, I just wasn't as amused as I wanted to be. I, I, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed.
1: I, I mean, that's the thing though, is I was expecting a bit better of a movie or
0: hijinks.
1: Yeah. These were low jinks. Yeah. They were a little bit low jinks. Uh, I will say that I hated that fucking dog noise.
0: When, when city elevator. Rose found the dog and like yeah. it went up in the elevator and it did that screech yeah i thought that dog was dead same and i was like i don't want that at all i mean trigger warning because it's also is just discordant with the rest of the audio so it's startling in and of itself yeah and then when the penny drops and it's like oh my god did that dog just get smushed or choked or whatever no it's fine but now it doesn't trust her and frankly neither would i Good morning, Judy. Come on, Duke. Oh, hi Rose. I know I'm late. It's just I got to walking in the park and it was so beautiful and I, I found this cute little guy and he was lost. And I Rose, I think I'm gonna call him Duke because I've always wanted to have a dog Duke! Duke! Oh, what have I done? Push a button. Do something,
1: Duke. Calm down. Oh, help me call the security.
0: Oh. Duke! See? There he is. Oh, Duke, you're okay. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do it. It's all right. I deserve it.
1: Especially because this woman took off her scarf and used that as a leash
0: on paper. That's, that's my prop for whatever reason on paper, all of this should be funny. And it sounds like a comedy. Yeah. Like this movie could be redone today with like a Kristen wig and uh Maya Rudolph. Like how yeah. fucking funny would that be? That would be, and delightful. I feel like there'd be something to the specificity and the energy in it that might amp it up a little they bit. They also,
1: there are they're just, there seems to be too many characters in this movie Because there's a lot of work that they're having to do to introduce everybody. Like they bring in Sadie's son. Seth Green. Seth Green. Yes. City Sadie's son. Woof. With her estranged husband, or I guess they're not together anymore, whatever. You know, they're building up that dynamic while also trying to flesh out City Rose's character. She's sort of ditzy and she's sort of like she's all over the place.
0: I guess that she's supposed to be like an aged hippie to a degree because she's got like the stop acid rain button. Save the whales. Like she's very flighty and kind of like woo woo. And she similarly never really has felt like she's fit in and she wants to be in the country and blah, 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 blah,
1: blah. And, And truly at some point you would just say like Sadie cut her fucking loose. Let her go live on an island somewhere and like just run the company as you want to. I don't think that she needed to be there. They're at that meeting in the beginning where. Sadie is trying to say, "Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna." She's explaining sell. the
0: benefits of selling HollowMade to right. presumably the C-suite because the stockholder meeting is the next day, right? So you can see, gentlemen, that were we to liquidate Holloway, the return on our investment would, in fact, be quadrupled. Oh, but liquidate! I mean, aren't there other considerations? May I make a, a point? I I'm sitting listening here, and I what I I'm feeling. Uh, Deeply inside I I mean what, what it is is I mean things are just not computing exactly right. I mean sorry. gentlemen, help yourself to Danish.
1: It felt so laborious that whole scene like it was not to say that the acting was bad, but it was just the whole thing just felt like well, and again,
0: much. I th- we could have started here, yes, because like because here's the thing: as much as I love Mary Gross, we didn't need the character of Judy at reception for no. this film, or the dog presumably getting choked, or any of that. We could have started with ball busting Sadie in the in the meeting, yeah. and Rose losing her shoulder pad in her shirt and getting the muffin thing, like. We could have that picked would have back tighter. up here. Yeah. It would have been a lot tighter. I wanted the shoulder pad. That's and Lily Tomlin is such a good character mm-hmm. actress. We could have had a five minute monologue about her position, giving, giving us city roses, arc for the whole film Mm -hmm. while she chased that shoulder pad around her whole blouse on both sides and lily tomlin would have sold it and it would have been a funnier moment than this whole fucking scene
1: yeah there's almost too much character development and like it's not trusting its audience to be like okay yeah we understand what this is it's like hammering that point i wonder
0: if it's because it's a female-led comedy that they, oh, in the eighties that they
1: felt like they had to do that extra work. Yeah, they have to. You have to care about them, and then the only way to do that is to give as much information about them as possible, and hope that something sticks with someone. Country Sadie and Country Rose, yeah. they are having a fundraiser to send them to New York. Is that what this is? Country Rose
0: has become the forewoman at the furniture factory. Yeah. And has learned that Moramax is going to try to sell them off. Correct.
1: So we don't know about the strip mining yet is what I'm trying to say. Like we don't know about the strip mining yet, but we do know about the 300 Santas that were also laid off. And they probably knew that that happened the last time that they did something like that. So this. So is why they're, they're predicting
0: worried. that like it would be bad for the town if Moramax sold off. Correct. Hollow Maid. Um. And so, yes, they're trying to raise money for awareness a or maybe they're fundraising for the trip to New York. That's what I thought it was. Is That's that what, what it I is? literally
1: thought it was, is, hey, we need enough money to go to New York, which also just seems like- She's the like-
0: one of the factory. She should have some fucking Something. money, right? This is another, again, Bet Middler wasted. All she really does in this movie is yodel, which is great, but oh like- my God. It's a waste of our girl, Bet.
1: Well, hello, Jupiter Hollow. I know you're doing fine. Every day you work the factory. Every night a jug of wine. But now them bums and more, Matt, they're trying to the fry. But you all know- We'll
0: So she starts with milking this cow and yodeling as they're raising money. And this whole number is just ridiculous. There was one black man in the audience. So that was nice. (laughs) It's nice of them to invite their black friend to the fundraiser.
1: Like the black guy at the end of the shareholders meeting. It just seemed there were strategically
0: placed black men and women throughout this film. And I honestly, for late 80s, I want to I feel like they should be commended for it. But it was conspicuous in that there was always just the one in the right. shot,
1: and it was just like, and it's like, oof. well,
0: gosh, they're trying, aren't they? Yeah, goodness. So they 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 leave. Country Rose is not telling her boyfriend that she's leaving. Yeah, who is a competitive mini golf player. This whole subplot, of again, the master, could have been cut. They golf could, masters, yeah. It literally could have just been, I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, no, where is she?
1: Oh, oops, she went. She, she left. went to New York. Okay, I'm going to go find her in New York. We didn't need to have this whole, again, I get that it's comedy of errors, but like, right. it, but it's, it's. Because even the, ugh. even the
0: guy that, that Country Rose does end up with. Yeah. Doesn't hardly gets any screen time. No. Okay, he's the dad from family ties. He's yes, Dr. J. That's right. Hardly gets any screen time any. And, and we're supposed to give a shit. It's so clumsy. It just needed to be, like I said, it just needed to be a little tighter.
1: Yeah. And then we get the foreboding crane music as we go out of the country town and you see this big crane with Miramax, Moramax not Miramax Moramax
0: yeah Moramax uh
1: on there and it was just the, the music was so out of place this music never happens again
0: oh yeah the note i had for that was uh oh bad guy music and a guitar riff <laughs> over the cranes <laughs>
1: something sinister's happening but again so out of place and never comes back to well, it
0: Well, that's right like every time every time fabio or antonio or whatever hit fabrici every <laughs> fabrici. time fabrizi uh <laughs> said something about the sale we should have heard that guitar riff again right like it Bring should have something bad. it should like, have been thematic have been... but then again we have to like him so that we like that city sadie goes off with him even though city sadie is arguably the villain of the movie
1: because yeah. she's the one
0: trying Wait, to sell the whole thing. So I don't know why we're supposed to like city. Sadie.
1: that's the fucking problem. There's not a villain in this movie.
0: No, it's, it's Sadie. It's city Sadie,
1: but it's not, but it is. She ends up still getting what she wants in the end.
0: They all do, but that's, that's the, that's the farce part of it, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's the Shakespeare part of it. That's, that's not <sighs> just a comedy of errors. That's also, as you like it, like literally the final scene. And as you like it is the jester saying, Hey, good job to all the couples. I hope you live a merry life. I need conflict. I need
1: drama. This
0: movie had plenty of it. Yeah. It just couldn't decide when it when it needed to be funny. Fair enough. While Sadie Shelton makes plans for the shareholders' meeting, she learns from her employee Graham Sherborne that R. Ratliff plans to come to New York with his sister to stop the sale. Sadie orders Sherborne to locate R. Ratliff to prevent them from appearing at the meeting. A series of mix-ups at JFK Airport leaves the Shelton sisters stranded while the prospective buyer of Hollow Maid, Mr. Fabio Alberici, takes their limousine back to the Plaza Hotel with the Ratliff sisters. The Ratliffs are checked into the Shelton suite, and the Sheltons take the suite next door, leading to a series of near-misses between the four sisters and the men who are pursuing them romantically. In the meantime, Graham and his assistant-slash-boyfriend assume that a visitor from Jupiter Hollow, Rose Ratliff's Beau Rune Dimmick, is actually our Ratliff. Uh, I, I find this mix up at the airport hard to believe. Yeah. You couldn't tell me that co-chair women wouldn't send their homosexual assistants to go pick up this Italian man with a name placard. Yeah. Just like you see at any fucking airport, especially
1: because I mean the line that country Rose makes about computer chips, they have their ways of like finding people and, like, this
0: one, t- I country rose today would have yeah, been. Cindy she is. She's a
1: total QAnon follower. She's got a tinfoil hat. Oh yeah, the noise, the smog, the
0: crowds, the muggers, sex fiends, white slavers, politicians. It's a pistol. I got about as much use for it as a toad has for spit curls.
1: You made it kind
0: of, so funny. <laughs> she's got kind of this Norma Ray syndrome where she yeah. thinks they're very well aware of her as the foreman being very against this and she's gonna you know rabble rouse like to warrant that degree of attention from her but it is kind of a big shift following the like hoedown nanny, elbow throwing i don't know it's just it's confused her
1: character takes a turn here and it
0: just doesn't make any sense i'd rather just like again we could have started it a little bit later yeah i feel like we only started with them as early as we did to get Bet Midler's yodeling. In. Was it
1: contractual? Maybe. Maybe that's what it was. She needed to have a musical number. In maybe. It. Yeah. Which is, she has again is fine. Beaches. But that's
0: well, she, Clancy. She has ten in beaches. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Come on now.
1: Goodness oh, gracious. Uh, I mean, she plays a cigarette beaches, So yes, it does make sense. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna put this out here now. They try so hard in this movie to not have any Sadie or Rose pass each other in the the majority of the movie
0: well that's what i'm saying that's where no. the, that's where the comedy lies right and it takes us 50 minutes to get there
1: and when we do get there it's a whole big set piece But
0: there's again there's a mix-up at the airport the the country sadie and rose end up in the city sadie and rose's limo headed with to the fabio. plaza yes with fabio a Abric- fabio alberici right with fabrizi and meanwhile the city girls have to get a cab but they don't have any cash on hand because huh they're rich and who carries cash they kind of get out in the middle of the village yeah and pass a bunch of topless dudes um they end up on <laughs> yes. the subway for a minute uh and then as they're kind of like dragging their asses into the plaza after the country girls i swear to god there was a nasty boys kind of riff like janet jackson's oh you nasty boys <laughs> And it kind of goes into almost like a um, fresh Prince-esque synth segue into the next scene. Why is it
1: that I didn't notice this? I don't know, but I definitely (laughs) have that. (laughs) Oh, my God. And
0: then the country girls are up in the suite. Country Rose is checking the lampshade for bugs and microphones. Yeah. As the managers who. So, again, it's that everybody knows them on site because they like this is their suite. It's the suite they always get. Mm hmm. But even still, I feel like if you know someone enough to know them on site, you would know them enough to know something's a lo- like,
1: this. Like is their mannerisms are off. Like, hey, these people might be in danger and you're doing nothing.
0: It looks just like the White House. <laughs> yeah, and I bet the CIA's in the basement, too. Look, let's level with each other. Who's paying for this room? The arrangements were made through Moramax. Is everything Shh. all right? No, it's not all right, because... But I guess it'll do. We ought to cancel our reservations at the Y.
1: There's a point to where, like, when I'm getting bashed on the head, that eventually I get it that, like, I'm getting hit on the head. But this continues to hit me on the head with, like, what is happening in in this. That Yes. yes that they... This is, they are not used to this lifestyle and like all, all, all of, you know, all of these accoutrements and whatever, well, but and like even the iconic it, dress, right? Right. Like that Rose
0: famously um, referenced on this season's RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. She sees that dress three times, four times before we finally get to that right. scene. It's such a, it's me. It's like such a yearning and it becomes a turning point for her because she's handed that cash. Light. it's a whole thing. But it's just like the, it's so dragged out. My problem with the portrayal of this character: she's in the wrong movie. She needs to be bigger yeah. mm-hmm. for the dichotomy to be funnier. Yeah, because I, that's the thing is, Bette Midler plays a great evil bitch. The, she was not given the direction, or she just didn't want to. Amp the other side up enough. Up. Here's
1: the other thing. So, like, basically, uh, City Sadie and Country Sadie are going to be. They're they're leaving the hotel room and they're going to go downstairs and use, use the elevator, right? Yes. Uh, City Sadie goes out first, pushes the button. She's so impatient. Goes back into the room and then Country Sadie comes out, gets in the elevator right as it opens. Doesn't know how to hold the door and, and goes down. This is the closest that those two characters have been. And we're well
0: over a half hour.
1: And then this doesn't happen again. Like I would be it would be okay if there was that like tension of them. Like she's coming around the corner or cutting back and forth between it, but we're not getting that cut back and forth. We're getting complete scenes of each of these characters and yeah, they're happening in the same areas, but like they don't seem to be happening at the same time.
0: No, even when city or country Sadie goes to the FAO and runs into city Sadie's ex-husband and her son who confuses them. And I'm sorry. Figure it out. Yeah, at that, some, <laughs> one of those two has to be able to figure it out, right? Get over hey, here, you. Get Ow, over here. What's what's doing? It? I'm getting you out of harm's way. Get Good. Off. Relax, squirt. i tied hogs
1: to in you. I'm not
0: a hog. Oh. Boy, you are hell on wheels.
1: Well, what do you expect?
0: Are you responsible for this?
1: His mother spoils him rotten.
0: <sighs> well, she's a damn fool. <sighs> huh. He's a disaster area. You don't really mean that. Hi, oh, yes, I do.
1: I'm very sorry. But, you know, it's never too late. Now, if you'll both excuse me, I must be getting back to the Plaza Hotel.
0: I, I don't understand what they're trying to say here. Okay, her sister would have been... Hey, This kid's aunt would be a better mother to him than his actual mother, but they're both related. And this is the guy... Like, what is what is the actual... What are they trying to say with any of this? Yeah. I'm so confused and I just want it to be funnier. So I don't have to think about this shit yeah. as deeply. You know what I mean?
1: And then country Rose is so over prepared for like all of the documentation. She's got a fucking stamp.
0: It's one of those mechanical stamps that she's decorated as a bouquet
1: to like hide it and she's stamping uh um, and this whole montage yeah yeah
0: that are you know um say no to moramax or whatever yeah axe moramax yeah it's this whole like anti-moramax campaign she's leaving leaflets she disguises herself as a maid at the plaza hotel to plant these pamphlets everywhere this 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 is great and this is lily tomlin being amazing and kind of like her lily tomlin best but it doesn't feel like it fits in this movie. It doesn't. It it's a doesn't feel like different turn.
1: it's like it's a sort of undercover spy thing that's happening, which is great. And I
0: love it. And she's hilarious. I want her sunglasses.
1: Yes. Those white sunglasses. Yes, they oh, were my amazing. God, those were delightful.
0: This isn't the funny part. Or if you're going to drag this part out of these characters being kind of like if you, here's the problem, they're doing mistaken identity thing with a fish out of water thing Mm-hmm but they're not doing either one to completion. Yuck, yuck. Um, and so That's we're just let, yes. And so we're just left with emotional blue balls there. I closed the metaphor out. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, because they really don't. Cause it's not like the city, the, the ones who belong in the city are thrown into the country and are out of place that, you know what I mean? It's yeah. never as
1: juxtaposed for the comic. I would like to see them missing each other. Like it being they're going into a restaurant. She comes into a restaurant. There's that tension there and they're sitting across from each other, but they're not paying attention to each other because they're they're in each other's own worlds, whatever. Like that would have been more entertaining for me because
0: it really is act three where that stuff starts happening that I wanted to see more of. And I wanted to see more of other people reacting to the
1: only people that are doing this are the hotel workers. And even they we don't even get really a response from them. Until well, except the for, end except of the, for movie. the one who
0: wants to bone
1: Sadie. Oh my God, we'll get to him.
0: And and Country Sadie is into it, but City yes. Sadie
1: clearly is not. That's part of this whole like extended montage. Sadie going out, Country Sadie going out, and like. I, I'm going to go do things in New well, York. But it's also City
0: Sadie and Mr. Fabrizi flirting and getting super, super innuendistic over... They were fucking in that they booth. They were basically <laughs> fucking in that booth.
1: And I get to keep the dollars overseas where they are taxable. Uh-huh.
0: And you must them in a villa in Italy. <laughs> but aren't Italian
1: property values a little soft right now?
0: No. Very
1: if i were in a in a a fancy restaurant like an upscale yeah an upscale bistro with the
0: uh, soft velvet upholstered banquettes
1: yes that they're they're making the caesar salad at the table like it's fucking fancy i love that shit yeah the Um, lemons
0: have little hair nets so the seeds don't get in it
1: yes yes Mm -hmm. yes if i was sitting at a table across from these two who are basically just he's finger banging her finger under banging the tango- her table, the table. and then they start to tango through the restaurant right you don't do that you don't i don't care who you are but
0: here's the thing they could do that if this weren't this movie right because everyone else like nothing else is heightened everything else is so grounded in low energy
1: that none of this feel like it's like it's like they're trying to do too much but then they didn't do enough
0: What did I say? What did I say? They try to do two things halfway. They don't finish either. And you're left with emotional blue balls. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 You almost
0: get there and then you don't. And then you're just left wondering what you've been doing for your last hour and a half.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Also, can we, we kind of talked about it already, but like country Sadie running into city Sadie's husband and son of all the gin joints in all the world.
0: I mean, I get it. If you're having a movie in New York and there's kids around like there's probably an fao schwartz in it but uh, i think for me the the bigger question is of all the gin joints with city rose's boyfriend dr j yeah who we've only seen once prior once. to this yeah getting a hot dog right outside that fao schwartz where country sadie yes is gonna yodel with these tin drummers these hey. st-
1: steel drummers that are on the street
0: steel she drummers why I, I say tin drummers I don't know why why yodeling <laughs> Bette Midler thinks the cast of Cool Runnings wants her to vocalize <laughs> along with her it's so ballsy of her to just come out and be like oh you're playing for me yodeling and meanwhile her fake sister's twin's ex-boyfriend is cramming a hot dog down his gullet going <laughs> wow she really is human Because she's yodeling with these black guys trying to make money on the street. White lady, this isn't about you. Yeah, this is all so... I'm saying is Bette Midler's wasted. Yeah, and she's turned into a self-centered white lady, even when we're supposed to be liking her.
1: Pretty much. I do want to talk about the two assistants. That's uh... yes. Graham and Chuck. Yes they are a ray of sunshine in this movie
0: i love them <laughs> i still think that there's a degree of some haze coating in here a little bit cuz it's never explicit no they are constantly sort of like belittled mhm but for a comedy in 1988 this is probably the most positive gay representation
1: yeah and it and it wasn't it wasn't to say that it was negative either like nobody around them was like there wasn't dirty looks that were happening or anything like that.
0: the most, I think the most questionable thing about it was just that they were being played a little stereotypically.
1: We get a whole montage of rune coming to getting off a Greyhound bus and getting to New York and just being dropped off in times square, which wild. That's that's where Greyhound
0: goes. If you're going on a Greyhound bus to New York city, it's like, it's the port authority. It's the times square Granted, Times Square in 1988 that's was what it,
1: yes, that's what I was going. What it at. was, yeah, cd as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> this guy boy got off of a bus looking like that, some sort of country bumpkin.
0: Some leather bear would have come out of that Port Authority bus station and dragged his ass back to the village and put him up in a sling. You can't convince me with that jaw <laughs> and that and that ass and those yeah. Wranglers. Oof. My goodness,
1: Sploosh. and he
0: and he was just so kind and friendly
1: yeah that was the other thing he he ends up with chuck and graham in their hotel room they are having a, a, another comedy of error like what are we gonna do he's the
0: city sadie and rose and moramax and graham and chuck and yes. all of that In part of this buyout assume that the 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 rabble rouser back in jupiter hollow yeah is some it is someone named our ratliff yeah, but that's Rose, and this guy's name is Rune, and so they just assume because when they meet him, they're running into City Rose, mm-hmm. and Graham says, "Oh, you know, you know the Jupiter Hollow Ratliffs," and Rune says, "Well, you're looking at one of them." He he's talking about Rose, right? Who he thinks is Rose Ratliff, right. and Graham and Chuck thinks he's talking about himself yeah and if his name is rune then he must be our Ratliff. yeah it's there's this is and so that confusing. could be funny <laughs> but they want to make sure you understand it yeah and they yes they take so much time explaining the joke to you yeah. and humanizing all of those involved that it just ceases to be funny
1: until the women are allowed to just shine right exactly um and, and and honestly, this scene, when they were at the sushi bar, Rune gets served the sushi. Uh,
0: ma'am, could you uh, put a little more fire into this fish, will you, hon? <laughs> I think I just heard it holler help.
1: <laughs> mm. Smooth, very smooth. Mm. Super cute.
0: Why would you take a bumpkin to a sushi bar without explaining that you're going to serve raw fish? Exactly. Like, surely they've got like a teriyaki steak one. They almost yes. always do.
1: He wouldn't have ordered that for himself.
0: Well, it was probably one of those situations where they... Yeah. I mean, you know, corporate dinner. You used to have a boss like this. No, no, no. I'll order for you. This is the good thing.
1: And then I'd be like, I'm sorry. I have a gluten intolerance and I can't eat all of this. I also fried don't, don't eat fish. And I'm going to tell
0: you I'm allergic to chicken, even though I'm actually not. And so my boyfriend's chicken fried rice is going to be the last thing that they serve at the Benihana. Yes.
1: Yeah. Is there something there? Something? Hmm. Anyways. Mm, what? Uh, yeah. Honestly, that scene between Rune, uh, City Rose, and them honestly felt the most powerful in the in in this but again it's like it's a different movie you don't belong in that that suit i
0: mean all this moramax stuff is just bleeding the heart right out of you you know you want a whole other kind of life than this i've never told that to a living soul <laughs> how did you know <laughs> i know you <laughs> but that, that, that that's nothing to cry about <laughs> Oh, okay. here. <laughs> it is, and it still is a scene that needed to be tightened up. But it was one of my, honestly, it's one of the better scenes in the movie because you have two people that are
1: from obviously the opposite. Well,
0: they're letting that joke breathe.
1: Is right. what it is. Yes.
0: Rune doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know Rune. Rune thinks he knows who she is. That's the mistaken identity part. That's the part that's funny. Yeah. And what's great about it is in that, oh ho, oh, oh, they don't think each other is who they are there. She at least is learning that she is right about herself. And so it's like, I think it's in Fred Ward and Lily Tomlin's portrayal. Yeah. Because Graham and Chuck kind of disappear
1: a little bit in that scene, in Mm -hmm. that
0: scene. Once the joke about the fish is done, because what they're trying again, they they want you to believe that these two are going to be together. Mm Mm-hmm. And that Rune will just flip on this woman that he has come all this way to propose to, just because this new woman discovers she actually wants that. Because Country Rose is gonna go back, presumably. Yeah. Even if it is with Doctor J, like how embarrassing! I only been out of Jupiter Hollow one day, but I sure do miss it. What do you miss about it? Well, uh, my porch, for one thing. <laughs> Nothing like rocking on your porch around twilight time. <sighs> yeah, your bones just go as limp as a willow tree. The shadow from the mountain makes its way up my steps like a, like an old friend come to visit. <clears throat> and the stars. I mean, that's about the only thing crowded about Jupiter Hollow. Right now, the sky'd be plumb full of stars. You know. You know the the queer coding here, yes. and how it's not as bad as it could be. Because they get rune back up to their room.
1: Right. And that's where they realize the fault in the mix up because they're going through his pants. And then because they think that he's some sort of like corporate spy or something like that. Well, that no, they, they in. think
0: he is who he is, but that he's a lot more savvy, a lot more of a S- sophisticated, corporate, yeah, yeah. more of a corporate shark. He's yeah.
1: the, the hick thing is really just a ruse. And, and then they're slowly realizing that that's actually not the case. because he's He is exactly
0: who he has said he is the entire time. Yeah and not who they thought he was.
1: Right. And then and then we get this great scene of, of like, they're choosing where they're going to bed. It's like, hey, I'm sorry that you guys have to, that, you know, I'm t- you both have he to does, sleep together. He doesn't want
0: to be an imposition. He's right, a sweet and he's like, he's like, you
1: can take this couch and I'll go sleep with some you know somebody in the bed. And I'd be like, 100% yes, actually, we're all three going to the bed.
0: <laughs> Don't tell me you two guys are sleeping in the same bed together. Yes. <laughs> Gee, I feel awful about that.
1: Now if you want, one of you can take the couch and I'll share the bed. Oh, oh, that's very generous of you, but uh, we wouldn't hear of it.
0: You guys are all right. <laughs> Just go with that it. That would have been fine. too much
1: for on screen in 88. It would have been too much. And
0: again, this could have been a scene where they were super offensive, where Graham and Chuck could have been overtly predatory. Yeah. But I feel like this scene works because they turn the joke inside of itself the two of them are scared he will find out because of what they assume a man like that would do to men like them and when and all he, of this is unspoken yeah it's
1: it's implicit as opposed to explicit and when he doesn't fulfill that like and he's just a nice guy. really a nice guy it's like exercise and boundaries like it's it's really it's done really well
0: speaking of exercise and boundaries he starts to do push-ups and show off that gorgeous back (laughs) of his and they let us see the boys watch his back for a minute yes before we close out the scene but it doesn't become predatory it doesn't the rest of the movie should have been directed like this scene Mm -hmm. um sharper and all of that comedy happened in that same room. And it was, it all sort of like revolved
1: around itself. It had a resolve. Like there's, that's the other part of a lot of these things that are happening with, uh, Sadie and Rose. We're not getting resolution to a lot of these situations. Again, like you're talking about blue balls. Like we're just, it's so much buildup and it's so much work to get to the jokes, but we get
0: to, so like the
1: folks, Folks start being confused.
0: Although, again, if you're in a hotel, well, I mean, maybe you see the same person in five different outfits if you're working in a hotel and that's not uncommon. But we get the guy who works at the desk and country Sadie is flirting up a storm with him and he's
1: a hurricane.
0: He's hesitant to reciprocate. Yeah. He's so careful with that boundary because it makes his turn later funny when he grabs two boxes of condoms instead of just one at the hotel store. Like, you think you're going to be fucking 12 times tonight? Yeah. Holy shit, dude.
1: We don't, you don't even get a name. I was rooting for him because it was Same. like, it was one of those things was like, hey, you know what? That She is obviously into you. And she's and, the one who's stepping it up. Right. She's leading the flirtation. Right. And he's finally got the go ahead to 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 but, follow on to follow up with it. And he meets City Sadie, who punches him in the face.
0: Who, well, because he—it's not that he meets her; he thinks that's who it is, right? So he goes to her
1: room <laughs> and opens up the door and is like, "Hey,
0: babe," and just goes straight for the titty. Just reaches straight yes. for Sadie's saddlebag, <laughs> and <laughs> she decks him one. Yeah, and I love that. Again, this like this is where the movie really starts going, and it starts to tighten because they're really rushing to get to the end, right? And I feel like we could have extended how much we saw this stuff yeah. and you, that cause that's what needs to happen. Right. It's the, the confusion that mm, the comedy that comes from the confusion starting to ramp up, yeah, which it needs to do. But because we spent all this other time on character development, it's yeah. happening so fast. And in montages,
1: it does slow down again. Once we get back to the next morning where we have that breakfast scene where they're all at breakfast ordering and like they're all going in at the same time. I, th- I think it's, picking back up even then because yeah. that's where
0: it like really comes to a
1: head but again like the the garcon what, what do you call the person that like sits to you like the first person that you come into the a maitre restaurant d. maitre d there's no reaction of him like wait did I just see this the, person the hostess come back in? Yeah.
0: in the, the high necked lavender dress yeah she clocks it
1: oh okay. when
0: city rose comes back after country rose and city Sadie late leave I, I just needed to be more obvious though Oh, good, a grapefruit. Where did you get that? Milan. Well, it's awful. (laughs) Excuse me, I'm being criticized by a grown woman wearing a bib. We've got to
1: make a good impression of the stockholders and you look like you're running a state
0: prison. Well, maybe it's a trifle severe, but... Oh, all right, I'll change before the meeting now. Tell me more about. this breakfast scene should have been the diner scene in emperor's new groove. That's how tight it should have been.
1: Yes. Yes. That that's a good example of it. Like near misses, near misses. We've got our menus up and then the menus are down and then they don't see each other. Like we don't get that though. That's what I'm saying. Like it's gotta be
0: quick and deliberate. And that would have been easier
1: to shoot. I get that the technology of putting these two people into the same image at the same time is, is, difficult to do but it's not when you have obstructions in the right. way uh, anyways that's all I have for this section same all right
0: all the sisters discover their mix-up in the lobby bathroom after Sadie Shelton acts like she will call off the ho- hollow Maid sale Rose Ratliff calls her out on the strip mining plans Rose Shelton then realizes that Sadie has been lying to her and helps the Ratliff's trap her in the broom closet Rose Ratliff sits outside the broom closet to keep Sadie Shelton trapped while Rose Shelton and Sadie Ratliff attend the shareholders meeting and stop the sale of Hollow Maid. Both sets of twins later leave the Plaza Hotel with their newfound loves. So in part of the actual comedy of mistaken identity, yeah. Mr. Febreze yeah. mistakes, the, like gets like hands the plans of the sale to the wrong Sadie, who yes. hands them to Country Sadie, who hands them to Country Rose, who yep. then sort of like realizes everything that's happening The, the country, the country, the company is not going to be left to run by the people who are currently working there. And this is obviously a concern for city Rose as well, that she feels Sadie has been lying to her about Mm -hmm. all of that is finally coming to a head
1: Yeah, about half an hour late. It is. It's also just unnecessary. It's like unnecessary to have that extra layer of. I don't think the whole strip mining thing was necessary. I mean,
0: maybe it was just, it wasn't given again. There was more time spent to here's the thing. Comedies like this can't be character driven. Yeah. They have to be plot driven. Yeah. It's hot potato, right? Everybody losing their,
1: losing their job in a town. I get that. Like that motivation is there for me. I would, I would have been sold on that. I didn't have to have this extra layer, this other thing happening. And it's just like, it just didn't, it didn't really make any, any sense other than that. It, brought Fabio in to be another love interest so that there are four lovers. which even
0: like you pointed out as the movie was ending it doesn't make sense that he would go off with City Sadie no
1: I would be insanely pissed off I'd be like I flew all the way out here so that you would do this and then you don't
0: do it so that I can launder some money through Japan there are degrees of this that get super convoluted yes absolutely
1: let's talk about the bathroom yes so first sets go in uh it's the city ones right see that's that's the thing is it all happened so fast in the last 20 minutes of the movie that it's hard to follow it is you don't bust into a a a stall like that like no you should see that there are feet underneath they do that then they come out and then it's and then it's a big miming vaudeville act it's a marx brothers routine is what it
0: is sure
1: doesn't make any sense. No, everything else is trying to be grounded and, and have a sort of realism to it. This is not,
0: it's still funny though. It is. It, yeah, but, it's funny But in this movie. You are out of context. The scene is funny in the context of the rest of this movie. It doesn't make any damn sense, especially the titty shake. I'd, that rose did on the runway for drag race that was so funny (laughs) yes Uh, and then the other girls come out and then the gay boys come in and start screaming in the bathroom and the cops
1: are there suddenly cops yeah
0: well and again it's the plaza hotel four women screaming in the bathroom and then two men run in i believe that cops are going to be there in a hot second fair enough but it's just yeah all of this comes to comes to a head like an angry pimple pimple that needs popping and
1: and then, and then we get essentially what the movie should have been, which is switching places, switching and, places and doing that. Like if that would have happened in the second act versus the, the third act, twist, yes, whatever, like that would have been better. Like give us, let's see what they do once they know that these are different twins and use that.
0: Yes. But we also, at the end, we get that woman with the whippet yeah. who, you know, when they walked into the plaza at the very beginning, we see her in her gray sort of a uh, tunic dress and her mm-hmm. slicked back hair sort of towering over everybody with her gray whippet and then later she's in a black tunic dress with a black whippet yeah does this woman just live at the plaza with a whippet for every outfit she's got designer dogs yeah. Jesus
1: yeah I mean well my my thought here was that she she only takes one dog down at a time she but may it always an, matches her outfit, but she may have an outfit for each of those times. I mean, to each, I mean, get it girl, right? This but is like, what
0: I'm saying. The rest of the movie isn't comedy enough for yes. that joke to land as anything other than a weird visual gag.
1: Right. And
0: then they pair up with their loves. Why is Mr. Fabrizi with city Sadie doesn't make any sense that she was going to bone him on the sale and then it didn't go through anyway. And they're going to go be corporate uh, assholes yeah. together in the world for sure. And then Dr. J, I guess, is going to move to Jupiter Hollow to be with City with Country Rose, I guess. And then City Sadie's ex-husband is now with Country Sadie, who is going to stay in New York Mm -hmm. and raise her nephew as her stepson,
1: which is weird,
0: which is weird. And then Rune and City Rose are going to move back to Jupiter Hollow. So there's going to be a pair of twins in Jupiter Hollow, one of whom will have fucked both of these men. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that was big business. Yes,
1: it was big and lots of business. There was a lot
0: of business. How did
1: it do? Uh, Well, budget wise, it was made for 20 million and it made 40.2 million. So, I mean, assuming that they didn't spend over 20 million in uh, advertising, which yeah, like it it, made some money. It did yeah. okay. And yeah. I mean, in
0: 88, Bette Midler was in a couple films we've talked about. Oliver and company, which she did the voice for that same year. She was also in beaches that year. Yeah. So like, you know, Bette Midler was making coin. Uh, She was a box office draw. Lily Tomlin, always a treat. Yes. You know, not too long before this, Lily Tomlin had been in nine to five and.
1: Oh, that's right. She just
0: got, you know, Lily, Lily Tomlin was all about comedy shops in the eighties. So um, I'm not surprised that, that this movie made money.
1: I mean, that's another women led comedy, right? Nine to five. Yeah. So, yeah, it's one of the only
0: other ones I can we think have of talked about 80s. that earlier. Yeah. So yeah. I just wanted.
1: Yeah. That's another good example. Thank you yeah. for
0: calling me out. I, well, I almost said Steel Magnolias, but not really a comedy. When you think
1: about it, no, Josh <laughs> made it think that it was a comedy and then I did it wasn't. not make, I no, 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 no no.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. When I introduced you to that movie, I told you it was my favorite movie and you just assumed it was going to be a comedy throughout.
1: Yeah, no, it was. Um, it wasn't.
0: And then Shelby fell down and you said, is drink this her goddamn
1: juice? Is this not a happy
0: movie? And then you cry uh, a
1: lot. Yeah, a lot. Anyway. Well, I uh, didn't cry in this movie, nope. but uh, critics did a little bit. It was a 44%. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger Ebert uh, in 2000 said people running into each other can be funny, but when they just miss, what are they supposed to do? Slap our knees and say, Lord almighty, they darn near ran into each other and wouldn't that have been funny.
0: That was basically your point throughout. Yeah. Um, Ben, you from the Philadelphia daily news in 1988 said the film was big fun. Lily Tomlin and Bette Midler are a double dose of hilarity. Call out the national guard. Big business is a laugh riot. Um, you know, it's funny. The latest uh, season of, you must remember this has started and it's talking about head hopper and, um, what's her bucket and like the
1: start of sort of like movie journalism. Sure. This feels a
0: little bit like that.
1: This yeah. feels a little Hearstian. a little bit, but again, I don't think it was a bad movie, but no, yeah. it
0: just, it, it couldn't figure out what it wanted to be. And it, it, I honestly, I don't think it let Bette Midler or Lily Tomlin shine in the way they needed to. Uh, yes. Or
1: the way that they could totally agree. Uh, viewers were a little bit better on it. They were, uh, gave it a 69. Nice. nice. Jamie C in 2012 uh, gave it two and a half stars and said, one of my mom's favorite films. Uh, so growing up, I had no choice but to watch it and it's not half bad. Silly story. Funny in places. Bet and Lily do a good job of playing their good and evil twins. Not a bad film.
0: Okay. And yeah. they do. They actually do a really good job of distinctifying their characters. Yeah, I think it was. I just, I, again, I think that, City Sadie no country Sadie could have gone further
1: a little bit and it's it's hard to talk about after Mm -hmm. they did a good job of visually on screen if you're if you're just sort of passively watching it you can you can tell. And it's, but it's one of those things where like you, when you start you talking say that
0: now, but earlier you were saying you couldn't distinct the two roses. And I said, yes, you can, because uh-huh. all you had to do was read their buttons.
1: Fair enough. You're, You're going right. back on your own point. Well, anyways, ma'am. well, Anna K gave it four stars saying, I love this show. A good performance from all four wink, wink actresses. All right. Anna Kendrick. Super. Do you think that
0: is Anna? <laughs> what Kendrick if two thousand eight? That's my headcanon. Anna Kendrick in 2008 got bored and was like drunk watching big business and decided to rate it on Rotten Tomatoes. That's what I think.
1: Delightful. It
0: actually did win an American comedy award in 1989 for funniest actress in a motion picture for Bette Midler. Yeah, that's fun.
1: It is. I got a, a, a chunk of trivia here. There is a chunk of trivia. Uh, the first one being um, just before the cameras rolled on each of Rose Shelton's scenes, uh, actress Lily Tomlin would spin around in a circle several times until she got dizzy in order to exhibit the airheaded qualities of the character. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. Yeah. We mentioned that it was loosely based on comedy of errors, um, but this movie was originally written apparently for Barbara Streisand and Goldie Hawn. Yeah. Which is wild. <laughs> it would have been a completely different movie. It would have been, Ooh, maybe that's why, because I feel like, they would have grounded it more even though at the time goldie Hawn was kind of co and that's the other movie i was sergeant private benjamin that's yeah, what it was yeah, called yeah. it's the other movie i tried to remember earlier I don't but think, like
1: i don't think barbara trishan could have been funny though
0: are you kidding e- even if you haven't seen any of her earlier work that is comedies you've seen or meet the Fockers. Uh, it was the sequel she was hilarious in
1: that i don't remember if i saw it or not oh Mormon. right uh anyways the uh, stereophonic sound in the movie actually doesn't kick in until the end of the prologue scene. When they transition to modern day up to that point, it's all mono. Um, so like, which
0: I'm sure was great in the theater, but
1: you couldn't, I mean, I could tell because I, I wrote, I put this trivia down before I actually watched the movie. I could tell that it was in mono, but I wouldn't have really picked up on it. And maybe that was the, maybe that was the idea is that it's more of a subconscious thing than it is. But like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Again,
0: in a theater you would have noticed it more i think And yeah it's like, oh now we it's in not today. like it's
1: not like adding color in pleasantville like it's no. it's not that sort of thing
0: yeah anyways
1: no. um but yeah the plaza
0: hotel is thanked in the credits but it's funny because it has to only be for the exterior scenes yeah. the production company couldn't get the rights to the film at the actual interior plaza hotel in new york yeah so they recreated it on sound stages um and disney tried to recoup the investment by using it as the set for a sitcom called The Nut House <laughs> in 1989. But uh, that was an expensive flop. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Touchstone briefly flirted with the idea of calling the film double trouble. Yeah. Eh. Eh. Big business is better. It is. It is a better time. That was big business. That was big business. Yeah. Uh, Josh, like you going to watch this movie again. I mean, I wouldn't change the channel if it was on. Fair enough
0: and I, it's perfect background uh viewing um, Yeah. I, it's just i don't know i said what i said about it i feel like it's overlong in places mm-hmm. the actresses don't really get to show their comedic chops nope i would have loved them acting against each other a little bit more even um yeah i don't know
1: I, I i pretty much feel the same way i mean i i don't i don't i don't think i would actively go and be like hey let's watch big business or this is something i'm going to put on more more or less like if I was like, I want some n- 80s nostalgia movie going on in the background in a party. Or if I just need some yeah. Bette Midler. Yeah. In my life. And you don't want to watch Beaches again. Right. Yeah.
0: One day that'll come to the platform because it's a touchstone picture. It is. So and we're going to talk about that one. <laughs> we are absolutely going to talk about that one. All right. All
1: right. We should also talk about the Patreon.
0: We should head to patreon.com slash making mischief for bonus content from all the shows on the mischief media network. Not just us. We are going to be putting up a new episode soon, though, that we still have to record. Yes. Um, We're going to (laughs) talk a little bit about May the 4th and the new Simpsons short that came up on the platform for the mini Star Wars holiday.
1: Yeah. So it should be it should be really fun. So I would check that out if you haven't subscribed yet.
0: Again, patreon.com slash making mischief. Uh, bonus content from us access to the discord all sorts of fun stuff yep Uh, check it out
1: please y'all uh if they wanted to find me on the social medias where would they do that
0: they would do that at clncy on both twitter and instagram that's clancy without the a and what if they (laughs) wanted to find me clancy
1: (laughs) if they wanted to find you they would uh type uh um josh watching tv without the g uh, into Twitter and Instagram and they would get to you.
0: And then of course you can find the show at non pod on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. You can send us emails at submissions at nonpluspod.com. Yep. Uh, rate review, follow on platforms. If you're on, if you're listening to us on Amazon or audible, or if you just have either of those, you've got a prime account, you've got an audible account. Yeah. Go toss us a recommendation, Please a review, do. some stars, um, it's weird it's silly it just helps you know get it get us in front of people yeah um, every little bit every little click every little touch every little thing you do is magic um, lady, <laughs> I don't know what else I don't know oh my god <laughs> I'm just trying we do to get,
1: not need more yodeling. I'm just trying to get to the end of this sorry for the letdown
0: hey I and if you're <laughs> beside yourself with disappointment then I understand yeah that pun was a stretch oof it it went too
1: far. Yeah, it's not the business. <laughs>
0: I, know, I got nothing. Well, uh,
1: that over there is my husband Josh.
0: And that over there is my husband Clancy. And we're non plus. We are non
1: plus. Bye.
0: Bye. why don't we pause the recording and feed her? So she's not doing. I this already food. did. I already fed her. You gave her the pate. Yes.
1: She has the pate.
0: <laughs> or, 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 or made money. M- bleh, nah. Remember, get an extra 20% off your $50 subscription to knowable with code nonplust and enjoy hundreds of hours of educational content ad free.
1: Just download the Knowable app and use the code nonplust for 20% off your subscription.
0: Again, download the noble app and use code NonPlus when subscribing for
1: 20% off. Knowable, comprehensive, podcast-style audio courses for the curious mind. And for cutie patooties like you.